0: Welcome to St Peter's Podcast. We're so glad you could join us. This term we are diving into a new series looking at why we do the things we do, lifting the lid on some of our activities and practices as a church, the reasons behind them and how we can embrace them more fully. Enjoy listening and we hope to see you soon. Um,
1: The reading is from Acts 2, verses 42 to 47, they devoted themselves to the apostles' uh, teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Good evening, everybody. Everyone, all right? Gosh. Everyone, all right? Good. Wonderful. A bit tired. That's okay. Um, so we continue um, in our series, as Libby said, um, asking the question, why on earth do we do the things that we do here at church? We do all sorts of funny things, don't we? Some of them are a little bit more funny than others. Um, but it's um, been a real blessing and encouragement for me, actually. I don't know about you, to, to step back from, from, from the things that we do and just to ask the question, why are we doing this? What is God saying as we do it? Um, what are we learning about him as we do it? And today, we we're asking him the question, why do we do home groups? Oh, Ben is going to try and convince me to join a home group. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, You've rumbled me. But um, I think there's something for all of us, whether we're part of a home group, whether we're not part of a home group, whether we insist that we will never join a home group because we don't have time, whatever uh, our circumstances are, I think there's something quite exciting for us in this passage as we look at um, what God's uh, intention is, what God's calling is for us as a church, as his people. So would you pray with me, and then we'll ask that question together. So let's pray, shall we? Loving God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that when we read it, you promise to speak to us. You tell us that your word is like a sword that pierces the soul, so... Lord, pierce our souls this evening, speak to us, form us, shape us. Give us eyes to see you, ears to hear you, and faith to respond to what you're saying. We continue to pray, Lord, come by your spirit and work amongst us. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I mean, so um, I need to start with a confession, um, and looking around the room, I know for a fact that I'm not alone here, so if this is you, please do fess up with me, this is your time to, to get out there, but does anyone else, maybe when they're on their own and, and, and their wife's not looking, um, have a look at Rightmove online, anyone else? Have a look at little houses, you yeah, see, go on, put your hands up. Yeah, so many, every single service today, I've preached all the service, every single service, there's been so many people who have confessed to this. Have a look online, or when you go past an estate agent, look, oh, I wouldn't mind living there, that looks nice, right? Yeah, not just, you guys are a bit tired tonight, aren't you? <laughs> I was at a church once, so they get you to stand up and, and do a little boogie, I'm not going to do that, that's not, I don't boogie, that's not me. Um... <laughs> yeah, he's looking at me like, I want a boogie. <laughs> no our houses matter to us don't they it's why when we um go on daytime tv all day there's uh, shows about renovating homes moving homes our houses matter they communicate something about who we are they show what matters to us perhaps what doesn't matter to us it might be perhaps a, a symbol of status a symbol of income our houses matter And I'm very aware, by the way, that that that, that statement is loaded with privilege. But our houses matter. Our homes matter. See, I um, preached on hospitality a few weeks ago. Some of you might remember. And one of the hardest aspects of, of hospitality, as we were looking at it, was letting people into our homes. Not just sharing what we have, but to actually give What we have. Now we might give money to those in need, and and we certainly cheer on those that, that support others in need, don't we? But to actually have someone in your home, if we're following a biblical model of hospitality, it's inviting people into our lives, it's a peek behind the curtain, a glimpse of who you are away from your stage, from your front. They're in your family when they're in your home. We're not just entertaining if we have people in our home, if we're being hospitable, but we're inviting people into our family. Our homes are special spaces, aren't they? What then is a home group It's one of those words, isn't it? Wherever you go to to church in the country, people kind of know what you mean. They might call them life groups, cell groups, whatever else. Um, But everyone kind of knows what you're talking about. No one bothers to define it, right? So today, we're working with this definition, that a home group is a group that meets in a home um, for the purpose of fellowship, community, sharing life, um, and encouraging one another in the way of Jesus. It's opening up your home, your space, your life, peek behind the curtain, with fellow believers and actually that kind of way of doing church that way of gathering Christians together has been normal practice for followers of Jesus ever since Christians first started to meet for worship we see it all through the New Testament in the in the letters of John we read about um the person called who who she's referred to as the woman who has been chosen um to, to to have a kind of a church meeting in her home elsewhere we um, read uh, Romans 6 that's uh, 16 sorry that's a classic example who knew that Romans went beyond Romans 8 by the way so Romans 16 it's a great example of of, of Paul thanking various people who are welcoming believers into their home we can look at Philemon uh, 1 Corinthians 16 2 and um, even historians as early as the first century have been talking about these Christians who didn't just meet for fellowship but met in homes for worship. Now, of course, that doesn't just mean that, that, that Christians only met in their homes. Acts 5 talks about the meeting in the temple and, and, and with the early Christians being Jewish, they would have met in the synagogue. But right from the start, right from day one of this whole Jesus follower thing, there has been something significant about Christian fellowship in households. And our reading from Acts 2 is a wonderful description of how they went about it. We read how believers were devoted, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and they were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to sharing with one another, to hanging out with one another. They broke bread together, it says, which most likely would have been what we now call Holy Communion. Um, they prayed together, they worshipped together, they helped those in need. They saw signs and wonders and miracles as God moved. And verse 47, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They were devoted to one another and they were devoted to God. And God did awesome things. They were devoted to one another. That's a strong word, isn't it? I wonder, are we devoted to God and to one another? At a um, staff meeting on Tuesday, uh, we um, were reading Luke 16, and we read it from the message translation. Uh, Eugene Peterson, who wrote the message, got a brilliant gift of, of, of putting things in a way that, that just kind of hit home. Um, and it says this, Luke 16, um, The church being, the praise that the church will be so expansive with energy that the gates of hell will not be able to keep it out. Isn't that a wonderful image of church? And the power of the Holy Spirit would be expansive with energy so that the gates of hell will not be able to keep it out. That's a church that is devoted to God and to one another. Expansive with energy. And it's a church that we see in Acts 2 as well. Devoted to learning more about Jesus, seeing him move as they worshipped, shouting about him to those who didn't know him. And they did it all devoted to one another. They did it together. Opening their lives up to one another, opening their homes, being family in a way that I suspect we've lost a bit today. Being family, being church, together. See, God never intended us to live the Christian life alone. God never intended for us to live the Christian life alone. One commentator talks about this passage in Acts 2 being one of over 50 what he calls one another passages in the New Testament. Elsewhere we read how a Christian community is one where people are called to love and to be loved, to forgive and be forgiven, to serve and be served, to bear one another's burdens, to encourage one another, to exhort one another and to teach one another to pray with and for one another, to equip one another to live life with Jesus. A community that should speak up for truth, should speak truth to one another in love, and a community that should be passionate about justice and mercy. (coughs) In other words, the early church was a community that practiced a faith that was a radical and transformative way of living with one another. That's why Libby preached a few months back, encouraging us, if we can, to gather again in the church building to worship on a Sunday, because God's people are meant to be together. I saw a wonderful image of this um, on on Twitter. Someone tweeted, I'm going to butcher it, I should have written it down. Um, But it it talked about that um, to choose to worship online when you can come in person, it's like to decline a wedding invitation um, it, it, for, for the sake of watching it online. It's okay, you get some of it, but you miss out on the full experience. You miss out on the party, the celebration. And of course, those present miss out on your presence as well. God's people are meant to be together. God's church is meant to be a community. For him, of course, but also for one another. And that is why we do home groups. Because we love gathering on a Sunday, don't we? Don't we? Yes, you're still awake. We love singing, we pray together, hear from God's word together. But the Bible shows us that the Christian life is about devotion to God, but also devotion to one another. The kind of relationships that were crucial, crucial to the early Christians walking their their life with Jesus and crucial to their witnessing to the gospel. And the kind of relationships which I would suggest normally are best practiced in regular small group communities, not in place of Sunday worship and certainly not to be cliquey um, or to kind of be exclusive, but to simply share life together, encourage one another in our faith day to day. There's a, a Christian writer who, who um, his name is R. Paul. I said this morning. I think that sounds like a hip-hop artist, doesn't it? R. Paul. Um, but he he said that uh, writing about his experience of home groups. Um, he said he'd been a Christian for 61 years, and he says, um, "I was part of a midweek home group for 60 years. The year I wasn't was a bad year for my faith. Home groups matter, and there's something significant. There's something profound." about God's people gathering for worship in their households, sharing life together, sharing life with one another. So our hope then is that home groups wouldn't just be considered as another program that we do, another thing that we offer, another thing that Libby and I bang on about from the front that we ask you to do but actually something um, that that we can all kind of buy into, a way of us embodying this idea of not just doing church, but a way of us being church together, a way of us being a community that's living with and for Jesus. And that's why you may have heard people talk about home groups as mini expressions of church. Libby and I have used that language before, and I've heard it used elsewhere. Home groups are mini expressions of church. In fact, I came across a, a church in America that um, talks about their home groups as church, and Sunday is when the church gathers together. Now, we're not going to go that far, because I'm not entirely sure how that fits into the structures of the Church of England. Um, I'm not sure how much it does, to be honest. Still working it out. But it's powerful language, isn't it? That's how much home groups matter. Now, of course, we don't need home groups in order to practice this way of being church. That 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 would be peculiar for me to say that. Um, and some of my best friends, believe it or not, aren't in my home group. Um, and by no way are they excluded from from kind of living life, sharing life with me. But um, I would suggest that a home group is a pretty good way at having a crack at this way of being church. As we open our homes together, as we share in hospitality, as we're open and honest about our challenges as we celebrate the joys together, wonderful God-given things that are pretty hard if our church life is limited to gathering on a Sunday. So why don't you take a look around you now and ask yourself, go on, take a look around, you're not moving. How am I being church with one another? How am I devoted to those I see around me? How are we encouraging one another, praying for one another, holding one another accountable? How am I devoted to those around me? So um, what does this actually look like? Then, um, We've got four values as we've kind of been praying over um, what home groups might look like. We're trying to kind of shake it up a bit. And we've got four values that we very prayerfully considered um, that, that, that give some kind of package to this. Um, is nothing controversial um, and it's four words that all start with the same letter and my grandma was married to a baptist minister and she would say this is a proper sermon because there's four words all start with the same letter so um, you'll either remember them or or you'll remember enough to know that you've forgotten one but look with me um, at Acts 2 the the passage that we read we'll fly through these in a couple just a couple minutes Um, so firstly home groups are a place where all are welcome Welcome is one of our values. The church in Acts 2 was about fellowship and community. It was a place where everyone was welcome. And verse 42, they were devoted to one another. They ate together. They shared life together. They lived together. Home groups are a place about welcome. Secondly, home groups are about worship. So it's not just a social club where you can have a natter, have a gossip about me and Libby. Not just a place to do that. But it's a place that is focused on God, a community that is about worship. Verse 47, they were praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. They met in fellowship to worship God. Thirdly, home groups are a place where you gather around God's word. Verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. The Apostles' teaching, which of course, praise God, is now written down for us in Scripture. Home groups are a place then where we hear God speak to his people through his word. So we've got welcome, we've got worship, we've got word. And fourthly, home groups are about witness. They aren't therefore insular, inward-looking, but they're a place where we can encourage one another in our witness of the gospel. Verse 47 again. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved as they met together in fellowship and worship and and everything else. Now, those are the values that our home groups kind of cluster around, and and obviously the specifics are going to look different for different groups. But essentially, it's about embodying this idea of being church, living life with those close to you, walking alongside one another and trusting God to see him do awesome things it's kind of that, that that second part of our vision loving the church and as we love the church as we build up one another it kind of feeds into the other two that we would love God and that we would love the world now I think that sounds well exciting fantastic But you don't have to take my word for it, and you can forget those four cheesy words, if you like. Um, I won't tell my grandma. Um, But we've got two wonderful testimonies now people are going to share with us. You don't have to listen to me for much longer. Um, Share with us how God has blessed them through the Ministry of Home groups. So I'd love to invite Janet and and Liz up, who are going to share with us um, some things there. Is it on? Yes, it's on. Wonderful. Um, So could you both tell us firstly, how long have you been part of a home group?
3: Well, um, probably almost as long as I can remember, um, which is since I was 18. um, And I've been in a home group in all the different churches that we've been in. And I I wrote some things down to stop me rabbiting on. That's what I tend to do. Um, But... (laughs) Also, I moved around a bit as a junior doctor, and home groups were really important to me then. Because if I wasn't able to get there at the weekend, I could get to something in the week. So, um,
0: I've been a member of a home group for over 20 years. Wow,
3: amazing! I'm not telling you how many years it was.
0: It's,
2: it's
3: 41 years. Amazing. That was brave.
2: Yeah, well done. (laughs) Um, And so, um, how have you been encouraged by being part of our home group? Can you share an example, maybe?
3: You did say this was going to be wonderfully encouraging, didn't you, Ben? Yeah, so it is. So, uh, one of the really encouraging things for me is being prayed for by other people, and um, a few months ago, I was feeling quite overwhelmed with work, and I, on my way to work one day, I thought, I'm not sure I can actually go in and um, see people today and do do my work, and I, when I got there, because when you're already driving there, it's quite difficult to turn around and come back, um, when I was driving there, I, I, I stopped uh, when I got there, and I, I sent a message to some of the people in my home group, and they said, I, I'm, I need prayer, because I'm not sure I can go to work today, and as soon as I'd sent that message, they, they, the messages came back, yes, praying, well, we use the, you know, those, those hand emojis in our in our WhatsApp group, um, which, was, uh, which was great, and um, I've, I've, I'm still going to work, so that's, that's really good for, for people, and I mean, the other encouraging thing for me, really encouraging, is seeing other people uh, grow, and um, seeing other people have light bulb moments, which is brilliant. We, we one time prayed um, that God would speak to us, and somebody said, oh, afterwards, oh, I had this idea when we were praying. I don't know if it was God or not, and we said, well, given that we've prayed that God would speak to us, and you've had an idea when we were praying, it could be that that was God, and it was like a light bulb went on in that person's head, and they thought, oh, actually, yes, that is, that is God, and, and maybe for them, I, I don't think it was the first time they'd recognise God speaking to him, but, but it, was a, it was a real recognition point, so I, I found that really encouraging.
0: Um, I've got two examples. Um... The first one is a few years ago, our family went through really difficult times, and my home group filled our freezer with meals, and then when our freezer was empty, they refilled our freezer with meals, and it was just a really practical way to look after our family, so that really encouraged us. Um, And then the other one, home groups for me has been a place where I've realized I'm hearing God speaking for the first time. Um, It's been a really safe space to share pictures and share Bible verses and realize that that was God speaking to me, so that's really encouraged my faith.
2: Wonderful. Um, so as we consider home groups as this uh, way of being church rather than doing church, um, I wonder if home groups have taught you anything about church, about how you, how you view church, how you approach church?
3: I think for, <clears throat> for me is um, recognizing on a week by week, by month, by year basis, um, that we all need each other. And we are actually all part of the family, and we are actually all part of the same body. And quite how that works out, is, as you said, Ben, is different in different different groups, isn't it? And and and, and at different phases in life as well. It's it's different um, when you've got small kids at home. It's different um, when you're before you're married. If you're a student, it's bef- it's different if you're a uh, you know single person at any point in your life. Um, so we're all we all need. Each other, and we're all important to each other, and we just can find that more in a home group. In in church, this is great worship, together praising together. But actually, you can still be a bit pretendy, can't you? You know, you wouldn't actually know. I've been standing there with my hands in the air. You wouldn't know if Simon and I had had a massive argument before we came out, but we didn't. Um, but. <laughs> Or you wouldn't know, actually, that I might have had a really hard week at work and I'm struggling, Um, and it wasn't this week, but it is sometimes. So it's not always, it's harder to be honest in a big group. And it's harder not to be honest in a small group. Um, And this is not wanting to be too dramatic, but I actually am not sure I'd still be going on in the faith if I hadn't been part of a home group
0: link to that actually i think sometimes on a sunday i can think that i'm the only one that's struggling i'm the only one with questions i'm the only one with prayer needs but when you go into a smaller home group you realize actually that we're, none of us are sorted are we we've all got issues and actually it's helped me realize that i'm not the only bad christian
2: yeah. <laughs> um and finally i'm sorry i'm merging the last two um <laughs> The question today is then, why do we do home groups? So then ask both of you, why do you do home groups? Why do you remain part of a home group? Um, and what then would you say to someone who isn't yet part of a home group?
3: I think I've probably answered that by saying I'm not sure I'd still be going on in the Faye. Um, but <clears throat> this is just... and know, it's, it's a bit intermittent. Um, but what I would say to somebody is, be, well, because it's become so, it is so normal for me, it's quite difficult to think how you would be carrying on without being part of a home group. But that means I'd want to have a chat to someone to find out maybe there were some anxieties about that. Maybe they would be worried about maybe not knowing enough, or maybe they would be worried about what people do and pray and how they, you know, you're expected to pray out loud in front of everybody and you don't know how to. I, I'd probably want to have that chat with them and then and see if, if we could um, reassure them about about just being sitting down together and chatting together and, and opening the Bible together, and what we do in ours often is we just read the Bible and say, "What do we all think about that then?" And that's often the only question that we use. And then we, an hour later, we stop talking. Well, <laughs> oh, I mean, we we do praying as well. What was the question? The what was question?
0: Um, so I do home group because it really helps me. In- my faith, and I would just say, that if you're not in a home group, give it a go. Because if it's something that can deepen your faith and your love of God, then it's definitely worth trying. Mm.
3: Can I also say, even though there's two women up here, our home group actually has got more men than women, so it's not just Fantastic. for the um, people with two X chromosomes. Excellent.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> should we should we thank Janet and Liz for being <clears throat> here? wonderful and um we've had interviews all, all day at each one of our services and it's been wonderful to hear how God has been moving through home groups um it's great isn't it as we were worshipping earlier there's such a presence and a sense that God is here God is moving um and that happens every week um, here at church, in our homes, as we gather, as we, as we meet together, God is moving and God is doing wonderful things through home groups. And um, if you're not yet part of a home group, um, then, then that's something that, that you can kind of get involved in. So please do speak to us. John Ortberg is a, is a Christian writer and he says, God uses people to form people. The spirit longs to be powerfully at work in every human encounter. And ultimately, that is our prayer when it comes to home groups at St. Peter's, that we would see deep, profound relationships that help all of us become more like Christ. Our big dream, therefore, and someone's already told me that this is overly ambitious, but our big dream, therefore, is that every single person who considers themselves a member of St. Peter's would also be a member of a home group. And as I say, if you are not yet a member of our home group, please do speak to myself or Libby. It looks like different things. Most of our groups meet on Wednesdays, others on other days during the day, Saturday mornings, whatever. We think there's a group for everyone um, and there's plenty of scope to start a new group. So please do speak to us. Um, We'd love to do what we can to to find something that works for you. Um, It might be then that your family commitments or your work commitments might make um, attending a group difficult completely understand that Um, but one of our testimonies say it wasn't me that said this one of our testimonies this morning said if you can't make a meeting that's okay Um, wouldn't it be great if even if we couldn't make meetings if all of us had a whatsapp group uh, an email chain someone to pick the phone up people in our life who we knew we could call upon at any moment at any time to live life together so if I may say so, not being able to attend a regular weekly meeting shouldn't put you off joining a home group. So again, please do speak to me some more if you'd like to. Now, I realise as well that all of this might not be for you. And that's okay. I'm not going to twist your arm or, you know make you join a home group. That's fine. But I think all of us need to consider how are we practising in our own lives these one another passages that I mentioned. How are we coming alongside fellow believers in a a real deep and personal way? How are we worshipping God with devotion to him? And as I said earlier, how are we practising devotion to one another, to those you're sat beside now? How are you being devoted to those that you're beside? And that goes for those of us already in home groups. That's a challenge for all of us. But whatever your takeaway today, whether you're excited to join a home group, Oh, Wednesdays, can't wait, it's going to be amazing. Or maybe you think I'm crazy and you think I'm being far too ambitious. Whatever your takeaway today, I really pray that we at St. Peter's would be family in the deepest and most profound sense, that we would be family, that we would be a church together, that we would open our homes, open our lives to one another that we would share life behind the curtain, that we would be a community devoted to one another. That's what I believe God has made um, his people for, and and, and I firmly believe that if we were to, to practice that, if we were to follow that out in prayer, in the power of the Holy Spirit, encouraging one another, that we would see God's church grow numerically and spiritually. So as we leave the church building tonight, might we encourage ourselves, challenge ourselves to take our church life into our homes, whatever that might look like. Amen? Amen. Let's pray, shall we? Lord God, thank you so much for this wonderful passage that gives us a glimpse of what church can be. Fellowship, community, lives transformed, spiritual and numerical growth of your church, and devotion to one another. Lord, give us the faith to take this on board, to see this challenge in Acts 2, and to consider our role in in, in following your call as a church. Help us to open our homes, to open our lives to one another, to be devoted to one another. And in our devotion to you, that we would see amazing things happen for your glory and for the furthering of your kingdom. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.